Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Hello y'all, hope you guys are having a very good um, evening. Um, it's 10.01 p.m. in Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, right now I'm going to do another one of those, um, how to get a card guides. Um, this one is brought to you by Marijuana Break. Um, and they have a very useful article on, on, um, how to get a medical marijuana card if you live in the state of Connecticut. So we're going to, we're going to plow through this. Um, there's, there is like a chart from normal about like, sort of like, the, the laws and the penalties and in other words if you don't have them although they decrim although connecticut has decriminalized cannabis it's better off to have a card and i'm going to put a resource to that in the show notes and maybe even the pinterest as well um we have a pinterest um we don't really use it all that often um i don't need i but yeah, I'll I'll try to put a link to the Pinterest as well too. We don't again, we don't use it that often. We're trying to. I'm trying to get better at it. But you know, between Instagram, between the Twitter, the uh you know, YouTube, I put some of my stuff on YouTube, you know, just just gay the hang of juggling all of them. But anywho, I'm I'm getting I'm digressing a bit here. So let's let's get to the article. So this is from Marijuana Break. It's how to get a medical marijuana card in Connecticut, 2019 guide. Connecticut is one of 31 states plus Washington, D.C. that allows medical marijuana for medicinal use. The state made the landmark decision to legalize cannabis for medical purposes back in June 2012 when Governor Daniel Malloy signed Senate Bill 1014 into law. Of course, the Connecticut medical marijuana program was established after the state had taken steps towards the the decriminalization of marijuana. In June 2011, in fact, a new law stated that being caught in possession of less than half an ounce of weed was only punishable by a $150 fine rather than a misdemeanor charge. Nevertheless, those those interested in using marijuana in Connecticut still have to tread carefully as there are still severe punishments for the illegal possession, cultivation, or distribution of cannabis, as you can see in the table below. And again, I, I referenced this chart, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. I'll probably put a link to the Pinterest as well too. I'll probably post it on Imager or whatever or put it on Pinterest or do both. I don't know. But don't worry, that resource will be there because it's needed no information. As such, it is still required to get approved by a doctor and receive a valid MMJ card for those wishing to use cannabis for medical purposes. The Constitution in the Constitution State. In this article, we're going to explain everything you need to know if you're wondering how to get a medical marijuana card in Connecticut. First, Though, let's take a look at the state's updated list of qualifying conditions, as you must suffer from a diagnosable form of one of the below conditions in order 
for your application to be considered. Qualifying condition list for medical marijuana card in Connecticut. Even with the medical marijuana bill in Connecticut, seeing thousands of new patients nearly and nearly two dozen dispensaries approved, it is generally regarded that the state's MMJ program is relatively strict as compared to other states, some of which have an approval system that is more or less a joke. Again, I'm going to digress and get in the weeds. Why is that a joke? People should be able to get medical marijuana for whatever reason they they and their doctor or nurse practitioner see fit. What may seem like a trivial reason to you may not be a trivial reason to the person suffering from said illness. I, I, and again, it's like Alexis Bortel says, we should get rid of the qualifying condition list everywhere. It's, it, you don't, you don't need it. It should be between doctors and patients. I think it should be as easy as possible to get a card as long as the doctor or nurse or medical professional does not think you're going to be a danger to yourself or others and that it's going to and that the benefits are going to outweigh the risk of uh, recommending it to you so I, I mean i don't like that i don't like that sort of shade that's in this article but um but uh, you know i'm i'm digressing as such for anyone wishing to apply for medical marijuana in connecticut you must be aware that you first have to Receive a certification from a licensed Connecticut doctor who must be in a practicing physician in the state. In addition to registering with the Department of Consumer Protection, more on that below on how to get your me medical marijuana card in Connecticut section. As of the time of this writing, there are 31 qualifying conditions that you must be diagnosed with in order to receive a physician recommendation for the use of medical marijuana. The conditions can include cancer, glaucoma, HIV, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, nerve tissue damage, epilepsy, I'm going to butcher this, Ketchka slash wasting syndrome, Crohn's disease, post-traumatic stress disorder, which from some of my reading and some of my research, PTSD is one of the easier conditions to get a card for in Connecticut. So I would really you know, I would really try to push that angle if you can. Like, if if, it, if you feel that it might apply, it wouldn't help. But again, like, like I've told people in all these episodes, when you go to your certified, um, when you go to the certified um, Connecticut doctor, or when you go to a, a, the doctor to get your recommendation, what you are doing is getting a recommendation. You're not getting a prescription. So, and because most doctors, your average primary care doctor, your average gynecologist, your average urologist, your average uh, rheumatoid arthritis specialist or whatever, they haven't, they, in, in the medical school that they went to medical school for, because of, of, of the, the war on drugs and because of cannabis being a, a, a schedule one narcotic, since the CSA, since the 70s, and because of the long, long decades worth of, of stigmatization of cannabis, doctors, your average doctor, your primary care doctor, your family doctor, whatever, they're not educated in the endocannabinoid system. And they're going to look at you getting a card with skepticism, and they're going to, you know, 
you know, they're not going to really be helpful in getting you the paperwork you need to get the card. So what you do is, is if you qualify for the conditions we're listing and we're going to continue reading them, you, you go to your primary care doctor only for your medical records. You go to them only for your, 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 your medical records, your gynecologist, your urologist, your PCP or family doctor. You know, you go, you call them, be like, Hey, I want my, my medical records. You may not even need an appointment. You may, you may, you may be able to just go to the secretary and then pick up the records after calling to inquire about them, you know, or you may just need the appointment. If they ask you why you need your medical records, it's, it's not really any of their concern. You just need it and you just want it, you know, and that's, you want it for your personal record keeping. You know, that's the only real reason. That's the only real reason you really need to give them in my estimation. You take that, you take those medical records and then you go to the cannabis doctor, you go to the licensed Connecticut doctor, and then you're good to go. We're going to put, we're going to put links to licensed doctors or links to resources where you could find these said doctors, but only go to your main doctor for your medical records and bring your pill bottles to, to the, um, after getting your records to the cannabis doctor that's going to issue the recommendation. And again, we're going to put links in the show notes to the cannabis doctors, to cannabis doctors you can go to around Connecticut that can get this process going for you once you get your medical records. So let's continue reading the list. Sickle cell disease, post-lamentocomy syndrome, I'm, I'm butchering that, severe pariasis or pariasis per, per, arthritis, ALS slash Lou Gehrig's disease, alterative chloritis, chloritis, complex regional pain syndrome, cerebral palsy, cystic fibrosis, irreversible spinal cord injury, terminal illness requiring end-of-life care, uncontrolled intractable seizure disorder, spasticity, or neuropathic pain associated with fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis. So Mr. Sativa would probably qualify. Postheptic neuralgia, hydrocephalus with intractable headache, neuropathic facial pain, muscular dystrophy, Osteogenesis imperfecta, chronic neuropathic pain associated with degenerative spinal disorders. Also, please be advised that you you are only eligible to apply for medical marijuana if you are a resident of the state and are not intimate, are not in an inmate confined, or not an inmate confined in a correctional institution. Or facility under the supervision of the Connecticut Department of Corrections. For more information about qualifying conditions or how to learn about the differences in qualifying conditions between adults and minors, qualifying condition qualifying patients under the age of eighteen, please visit the medical marijuana portal through the Department of Consumer Protection. Or if you want to begin the process of connecting to a physician. 
about the possibility of qualifying for medical marijuana card, let's start by let us help by starting here. How do I apply for a medical marijuana card in Connecticut? To apply for a medical marijuana card in Connecticut, the first thing you want to do is make an appointment with a physician to help t to talk about your potential condition. If they are not, if you are not diagnosed with one of the conditions above, you will not be eligible for an MMJ card in the state. You can either make an appointment with an in-office physician or simply speak with your PCP. Or you can try to get in touch again. Only talk to your PCP to get the medical records. And then do this next step of trying to get in touch with a Connecticut-based doctor through our online MMJ platform. Through... Though last we checked, Connecticut did not have a specific state referral system. Feel free to get in touch with us for a list of medical marijuana doctors operating in the state. I'll I'll put some of the links. I've already looked some up, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a site in the links that's gonna have a couple you can check out if you're in Connecticut. Once you have spoken with your physician and he or she has deemed you eligible for a qualifying condition, they will register you and your email with the state's medical marijuana program with the Department of Consumer Protection. Once you're in the system, you can log on yourself and complete the MMJ application online. If you apply before you're, you are approved by a physician, if, if you try to apply before you are approved by a physician, you will get the following message. You have not been identified as a patient. Please see your physician and verify your email address. Without further ado, here are three basic steps on how to get a medical marijuana card in Connecticut. Step one, make an appointment with a doctor. As mentioned above, the first step is to discuss the issue with your physician because he or she is the only individual that can initiate your application. If approved with your legitimate medical condition, your doctor will then certify you and register you in the state online system in order in the state online system. In order for the physician recommendation slash certification, you must provide the following information. Valid email address. This will be the main form of communication between you and the Connecticut DOCP. So make sure it is a private address that no one can access. For example, it is a bad idea to use a work email. I mean, it's sad that this article even has to lay this out. But for grown adults, some, some grown adults don't know this. But I digress. A primary phone, a, a primary telephone number. The most obvious choice would be your cell phone number. Step two, create an account with the Connecticut Online Medical Marijuana Portal. This step is essential as it enables you to access the online registration system based on the email address you provided to your doctor. Once you have created your account and logged into the system, you'll need to verify the details entered by your physician are accurate. You'll then need to answer a variety of verification questions. Then you can proceed with filling out the online MMJ application. Step three, finalize the ID, verification, and payment. Once you have completed the online application, you'll be asked to provide proof of identity and residency before you make your payment. Here are a list of documentation you will need. 
Proof of identity. Examples of your examples include your driver's license, U.S. passport, or certificate or naturalization. Proof of res of state residence. You can help prove you are a Connecticut resident by showing your document with your name and residence dated within the last 90 days. Accepted documents include a computer-generated bill from a utility company, a bank, a bank statement, or a Medicare or Medicaid benefit statement. Passport size photograph. This must be taken no more than 30 days prior to submitting the application. Once you have logged all the required documentation for your application, you will need to pay the $100 registration fee. You can pay by credit card, money check, money order, through all money orders, checks must be made out to treasurer, comma, state of CT. Primary caregivers for a Connecticut medical marijuana application. If you or your physician's office outlines the need for a primary caregiver, you will need them to register with the DC. OCP application as they will not give you, give you a registration certificate otherwise. You must identify the person in question as your primary caregiver on the application form and verify some medical information. Next, the primary caregiver will have to provide an email address and primary telephone number before creating their own account with the Connecticut Online MMJ portal the same way you did. They will need to answer a series of questions and submit ID and a password size photo in addition to paying $25 registration fee. For patients and primary caregivers, please use the following address when mailing su supplemental documents. Connecticut Department of Consumer Protection Medical Marijuana Program 165 Capital Ave MS um, Hashtag 8 8 M M P Hartford, Connecticut 06106 slash 1630. What happens after I'm approved for our MMJ card in Connecticut? Once the online application pot process or the online process is completed, the Connecticut medical marijuana card may take up to 30 days of progress pro process, though it is often far quicker than this. If you are approved, the DOCP will send you a temporary certificate via email, at which point you can buy medical marijuana in Connecticut from a state license, from an official state licensed dispensary. Check here for a list of verified dispensaries in the state. How to renew your Connecticut medical marijuana card. Medic medical marijuana cards in Connecticut last for exactly one year from the date of certification. This is an important distinction because the card starts ticket from that moment, even if you don't actually use the card for a few weeks. When the expiration date begins to near, you and your physician will use the same DOCP portal to begin the renewal process. We recommend starting this weeks in advance to not let the MMJ card expire. In which, in which case you would have to start from square one. Your physician must confirm, confirm that you are under his or her care. They must provide the date of examination for recertification. Confirm that there is a bona fide doctor-patient relationship in place. 
Complete the trio of certifications at the end of the form. You must show proof that you live in the state of Connecticut. Complete certification or verifications at steps, verification steps at the end of the form. Provide an updated photo. Pay $100 registration fee. Update any information that has changed in the last year. Your primary caregiver must also provide an updated photo. Complete the certification verification steps at the end of the application. Pay another $25 fee. So basically, if you're wondering how a medical marijuana, how much a medical marijuana cost, card costs in Connecticut, you're looking at $100 per year. Plus, plus, of course, any actual medical marijuana or actual, yeah, any actual medical marijuana products that you purchase from a dispensary. Wait, isn't weed legal recreationally in Connecticut? In March 2018, Connecticut residents proposed a house bill House Bill raised bill number 5458 that, if passed, would have allowed for retail sales of recreational marijuana in the state to adults over the age of 21. However, the bill was rejected with an 11-6 vote from the House of Representatives. So it stands, medical marijuana in Connecticut is the only legal form of use. Please be advised, though, that possession and use of marijuana has been decriminalized for first offenders as long as the amount in question is under half an ounce, approximately 14 ounces. Applying for a medical marijuana card in Connecticut. Additional information. Before you schedule an appointment with your physician or create an account online to apply for a medical marijuana card in Connecticut, there are still a few things you must be aware of. Even with a valid MMJ card, you cannot grow or otherwise cultivate your own cannabis, even in the privacy of your own home. The maximum amount of marijuana you can buy or otherwise possess with a valid MMJ card is 2.5 ounces. This is the maximum one month supply as deemed by the state. You are not allowed to use marijuana in any moving vehicle, including a public bus, in in the workplace. Yeah, but you can use your Oxycontin in the workplace. You can use your Xanax in the workplace. You can use your Wellbutrin in the workplace. You can use your your Prozac in the workplace. You know, and as long as it has your medicine bottle, no one bats an eye. But, oh my goodness. Or, or within a thousand feet of any school grounds or any university or college property, link dormitories, or in the presence of anyone under the age of 18. Yeah, but you could drink alcohol under the age of 18. I can count, you walk around on a summer day, you can count, you can count so many barbecues happening in your neighborhood or in your, in your cul-de-sac or whatever. And you could you could see so many people drinking beer, and their kids and their grandchildren are around. Yet we don't outlaw that. But oh my God, we can't have kids smelling marijuana, even though there and there are still lots of people. There are still lots of households where both the parents smoke cigarettes. You know, we don't pass any laws saying oh that people can't smoke cigarettes in front of children under eighteen. We don't pass any laws like that. But marijuana, oh my god, tyranny, we have to, we, 
we can't let people under 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 18 know about marijuana. And guess what? I knew I knew about the existence of marijuana before I was 18. Guess what? I worked a summer job where, I, where when I was 16, I was offered cannabis. I mean, I was too I was too much of a square to say to say yes at that time, so I said no because I was a goody two shoes at that time in my life, and you know I wasn't, you know, I, my cannabis activism really didn't start then, but you know, um, but I was I was just so obsessed with like staying out of trouble and like making it to college that you know even even towards the end even at 16 17 my mind was sort of shifting on cannabis but i i still didn't have the courage to really pull the trigger until college but um but that's just asinine marijuana cannot be given for palliative preventive care if it endangers the health of anyone other than the patient or primary caregiver, i.e., you are living in a living with other people in your residence. So that's pretty onerous. I bet you anything there'd be no. There's probably you you can't use in public too. But again, you can use Prozac. You can use all these other things in public, and, and no big deal. Have additional questions about how to apply for a medical cannabis card, in Connecticut? Do you need a medical marijuana card? And are ready to begin the process right now. Let us help by starting here. So okay, so I'll just I'm so what I'm gonna do, I'm going to put the information that I said I was gonna put in the show notes. So again, get your medical records from your doctor. If they ask why you need it, just tell them you need it. Keep all your relative medicine bottles. So um so again, make sure you qualify for the for the for the um I think twenty one conditions it said. Let me let me double check here. But um, nearly two dozen um, conditions. Make sure you know 31 conditions as, as of the time of the writing. Make sure you qualify for all 31. They say PTSD is is your easiest in. You know you could say you could say when my parents like when my parents hit me or spanked me when I was young or whatever, I left scars or whatever. You know. When you're at this cannabis doctor and you have your records, you might be able to, you might be able to say something along those lines. Or if you've ever been in a unfortunate car accident or whatever, that's, that's, that's pretty valid grounds to sort of petition that you would benefit from medical cannabis or, you know, if you're abused growing up or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm just listing off some ideas here, but. You know, if you qualify for the other 30, for the other 31 conditions, for the other 30 conditions, I mean, again, just get your paperwork from your doctor saying you have those conditions. Bring your pill box bottles as well with the, with these medical records. And then you go to the cannabis doctor and then the, and then they're going to help you start the process and, and write you the recommendation you need. So you can eventually go to a store. But I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. And then I'm going to put information about um, the penalties and, and, and laws of Connecticut with regards to cannabis. And there was something in the comments of this article that I find useful. And, and okay, so Barb, from the comments of this article, said that she applied this month. She applied um, July 3rd um, this of this month. And was told that you no longer need a photo to register. 
So take that for what it's worth. You might not need a f the photo, but just have it on hand just in case. But um, yeah, um, I, I I hope that helped, and I, I hope you guys got a lot out of that. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.com dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and ten dollar tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um, if you subscribe to the the ten and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over twenty one with Mister Sativa. So uh, you know you can chat with me on Discord. You know we can have fifteen minute one on one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes. You get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic. Tune in radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace. <laughs>